May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strong rock and redeemer. Amen. Friends, this morning we have one of my favorite stories from the Hebrew Bible. Um, it's the latter part of the story of the prophet Elijah. Elijah was a prophet during the reign of King Ahab and his wife, Queen Jezebel. And if you read earlier in the book of First Kings, you will see that he was quite a leader. Um, he healed people, he comforted people, he uh, stood very strong in faith against those who were worshiping the Canaanite gods of Baal. And we find him now, after all of that success, tired and frustrated, and really um, almost, almost hopeless. Um, he has been resting, an angel came and gave him some food and drink when he flopped down underneath a bush and really was ready to die. He's now in a cave um, at Horeb, which is at Mount Sinai, which you'll remember is the place where Moses received the Ten Commandments, so that's an important geographical location. But there he is in the cave, and the voice of the Lord comes to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he says, I have been very zealous for the Lord, God of hosts. I have been very zealous for the Lord. He's given everything. He's given his life and his career and his word. But now what's happening is Queen Jezebel, angered at the fact that he, um, that he killed uh, the prophets of Baal, is coming to seek his life. So all of this leadership and faithful um, action in his life is reduced to the fear that he's going to be killed over it. And he feels like he's alone. He thinks he's alone in the cave even though he's been tended to by angels and now he's having a conversation with the Lord. I think we all know that feeling, right? That feeling of being alone, even when we actually are not. So God says, basically, I'm gonna show myself to you. So go over and stand on the mountain and the Lord will pass by. And as we hear in the story, there's a great wind and there's an earthquake and all of these things happen, but the voice of the Lord was not in any of those big, loud things. Finally, at the end, we hear the NRSV translates a sound of sheer silence. Other translations render that a tiny whisper, a tiny whisper. He hears a tiny whisper or perhaps it is silence, and what he's hearing is the voice that he's always known inside himself. And he knows that God is present. And so God asks him again, what are you doing here? And even after he's had this, what we would call theophany, even after he's heard that word and knows that he's speaking directly to God, he says again with that weariness, I've been so very zealous for the Lord, but I am alone 
and they are seeking my life. So that despair is on both sides of this still small voice that he hears inside himself. For some reason that really resonated with me this week because we're all tired. We're all living in this situation that none of us anticipated would go on as long as it has gone on. We're physically separated from one another. There's so much unknown in terms of the future, in terms of schools and offices reopening and um, all of the people who are unemployed and the upcoming election and the um, racial justice issues and, you know, all of the things that are going on in our personal lives, our health and our families and canceling of travel and all of those things that are so uncertain. And yet we remain faithful. We remain faithful and we can say, I have been very zealous for the Lord and I'm a little afraid. I'm a little unsure. Even when I hear your voice, God, I'm still a little unsure about what happens next. What about you? How do you find those moments when you can hear the word of God or see the presence of God or know the presence of God in your heart? For me, I've had to really dig deep the last couple of weeks to find some different ways. My normal prayer practices haven't really been working, so I found a new thing, which I'll tell you about. And maybe you'll want to join me in that. But I think the, I think the um, sort of the poignancy of Elijah's plea to God is something that we can relate to in this time. The good news is that God sort of gives him comfort. God says, yes, you are my faithful servant. And in fact, you are not alone. There's 7,000 other people out there who have not fallen for the Canaanite God Baal, but are faithful followers of the one God. And I'm gonna send you back out You've had some rest, you've had some food, you've heard my voice. I'm gonna send you back out to do the work that I have given you to do. And it might look different than what you expect, but I know that you hear my voice and that you are faithful and that you will turn to me whenever you need to hear me and to know me. And I think that's what we see in the gospel story today. The disciples are out in the boat. There's a huge storm going on. And Jesus comes across the water, crawling over those waves and calls out to them. So they hear his voice. And Peter, Peter hears his voice, but he doesn't quite believe it. So he jumps out of the boat and says, if it's you, let me walk on the water too. It's a curious story because of all the people who would know Jesus's voice, it would be the disciples. But in that moment of panic, 
He wasn't sure. Just like sometimes we're not sure. We get so caught up in the storms of our lives or in the storms that are going on around us that even if we think we're listening, we might not hear clearly. That was Peter's mistake. He didn't quite hear clearly, but the good news is Jesus reached out his hand immediately and grabbed him and saved him, as Jesus does for us. On Monday, this past Monday, I was out at a cemetery doing a graveside burial for Christina Huggins. And it didn't look like the ordinary thing that you would normally expect because we had a tablet set up to live stream to her family in Minnesota. It was mostly me and the people from the funeral home and the person operating the tablet in order to film the service. And there was a wonderful moment at the beginning where her great nephew, Robbie, had recorded on his flute morning, the hymn, Morning Has Broken. And so we played from the phone into the tablet. And for those of us who were standing there, this lovely 12-year-old playing the flute in the midst of this glorious, windy, sunny, dry day. I felt in that moment that I heard the word of God through Robbie's flute coming through my phone and going into the tablet back to his family in Minnesota. Not the way we think about how we do these things normally, but a new way, a way that continues to provide God's word and comfort. And right as the service started, I looked up and there were two of you, two wonderful Trinity parishioners there standing under the trees in the sunlight, distanced with your masks on as we do now. But there again was a picture of all of us being zealous for the Lord, being zealous and caring and faithful for our community, even in the midst of these complicated, stormy, um, somewhat fearful times. And I was grateful for the peace that sort of permeated that space for the few of us who were there. And her life was honored and she's in God's hands now. So my question friends this morning is, what do you need now in order to renew and restore your own faith journey? We're still not able to be together in person, but there's lots of different ways to notice where that voice is coming from, where Jesus is saying, here I am right with you, where God is saying, listen for me in the silence, listen for my voice inside you. I'm the God that you know, the God that you love. I've decided to do a little program called Renewal Works For Me, which I put the link in yesterday's window and I encourage you to try it. It has the lovely benefit of being a personalized approach. You fill out a little survey about where you are in your spiritual journey and they then send you 
an email once a week uh, that's curated especially for you with suggestions about your spiritual journey. So I love the personalized approach. Um, you don't have to share it with anybody. It's something that's made just for you. And I feel like that is resonant with the story of Elijah. God knew what Elijah needed just for him in that moment. And we have this resource now that I'm happy to discuss with you if you would like to, but you also have that moment in the cave in private where you can have your moment with God. And you have those moments out in the world where we hear the music and where we see one another and we give thanks to God for the way we are never alone. May it be so. Amen.